And we're live. Here we come. Hey, John. Hey, Wes. It's always nice when you're at the studio. Balderdash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Be Here, Bourbon and Balderdash. Balderdash. There we go. There we go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What a day. Yeah. When did you get in? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Two days ago. Two days ago. What have you been doing since then? Um, no, I'm seeing people. Well, it's 4th of July. Yeah. And, uh, What'd you do on the 4th? I drank beer. Nice. And sat around. Nice. It was delightful. Good. Yeah. What did you do? Uh, I Just did a bunch of... America. I did a bunch of stuff that Dana wanted done because she can't do anything right now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, I have to I have to say, uh, doing all of the stuff that Dana usually does that I don't do uh, makes me understand, you know, how crazy she is and uh, <laughs> how her mind works and that I'm glad it's her mind and not mine. And I love her for her mind, but don't want her mind to be my mind, if that makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. Uh, but I don't mind helping her because uh, that's that's the marriage vow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 4th of July was great. We had my dad over. We had hamburgers, potato salad, listened to American rock music and played cards and drank beer and had whiskey and and uh, had put put out my flag. And I, I was singing about it yesterday. I had to bring it up. As I was, uh, I went for a long walk before I went to the grocery store to get some extra stuff that I needed for last night. And... I noticed that all along California Avenue from, from Mio Posto all the way to PCC and even past, mm-hmm. no business had an American flag out. Well, that seems odd. No open business had an American flag out. Huh. They had other flags <laughs> proudly <laughs> blowing in the wind, but they did not have an American flag. And uh, there was only one other house down the block here that had an American flag. My dad... Um, he said, I know he had his out in another house on his street. He said, had it out and the neighbor across the street and us is all I saw. Hmm. And I was like, what is happening? And it, I think it really talks to the, the, the deep divide in America and that, you know, people, I don't think people have traveled around the world enough to realize how awesome it is here. It's pretty good. And I think that, uh. I think, you know, I think we have it too good, so good that we we're we're upset about how good we have it. So mm-hmm. we 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 like problems or we make our problems big problems. Well, it's also making an assumption that because they didn't put a flag out that means they don't like America. I understand, but I also I remember <clears throat> as a kid everyone was like happy to be a proud to be an American, happy sure. to be an American. And they always had flags that you can go up and down oh, everywhere. I know. And that's a very American phenomenon. Yeah. Other countries don't do that shit. I know, but they that's, I miss that. Everything. That's a thing that I just miss. That you know what kills the flags me? aren't on. I know, but like people that like claim patriotism and respect the flag will also wear it as underwear. Oh, I understand. Which doesn't make any sense to me. I understand. What are you doing? And I don't like the police flag you know, turning the American flag into some black and white yeah, with like a blue police flag. I don't like that. No, I'm very much like, because there's laws around our flag. Mm-hmm. You know, if I keep it out overnight, there's got to be a light on it. You know, you, mm-hmm. you shouldn't burn it. You're not even supposed to step on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's all kinds of laws. Our flag is protected. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, yeah, I don't want our flag anywhere in any other form. Are they actually laws or is it just the, it's the code 
the uniform code. I believe they're federal laws. We can look it up, but I believe they're federal laws. Not to not to sidetrack us right out of the no, gate here. No, <laughs> went right down the right alley. <laughs> tip 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 tip. I know. Sourcing sourcing. Uh, this is yep. U.S. Code eight. Respect for the flag. No disrespect should be shown to the flag of the United States of America. The flag should not be dipped to any person or thing. Regimental colors, state flags, organization, or institutional flags are to be dipped as a mark of honor. The flag should never be displayed with the Union down, except as a signal of dire distress and instances of extreme danger to life or property. The flag should never touch anything beneath it, such as the ground, the floor, water, or merchandise. The flag should never be carried flat horizontally, but always aloft and free. The flag should never be used as wearing apparel, bedding, or drapery. Hmm. Um, It goes on festoon, drawn back, nor up in folds. Um, should always be allowed to fall free. Uh, the flag should never be fastened, displayed, or used in st- or stored in such a manner as to permit it to be easily torn, soiled, or damaged. Should never be used as a covering for a ceiling. It should <laughs> all those kids in the sixties and seventies. <laughs> the flag should never have placed upon it, nor on any part of it, nor attached to it any mark, insignia, letter, word, figure, design, picture, or drawing of any nature. There's that cop flag. Mm-hmm. The flag should never be used as a receptacle for receiving, holding, carrying, or delivering anything. It should never be used for advertising purposes in any manner whatsoever. Interesting. Yeah, all those campaigns, campaign ads. Mm -hmm. Or car commercials. Car commercials. No part of the flag should ever be used as a costume or athletic uniform. However, a flag patch may be affixed to a uniform of military personnel, firemen, policemen, and members of patriotic organizations. The flag represents... so, like, when athletes put it on their uniforms, do they count as a patriotic They'd have to argue that, I imagine. I, mean, I don't know. Like the Seattle Mariners when they wear the camouflage. Yeah. Outfit. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Uh, the flag represents a living country and is itself considered a living thing. Therefore, the lapel flag pin, being a replica, should be worn on the left lapel near the heart. The flag, when it is in such condition that is no longer a fitting emblem for display, should be destroyed in a dignified way, preferably by burning. But I don't see what um, – this is from Cornell Law School, by the way. Um, I don't see what uh, – what is the punishment? Death. <laughs> uh, punishment for – Well, so is it is it actually law or is it part of the unified code? Because those are different. Um, it said – uh, U.S. Code 8, respect for the flag, U.S. Code, U.S. Law. Yeah, I don't, if it's a code, I don't think it's a law. It's like, this is the way we will treat it, but it's not really enforceable. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm looking at the uh, desecration of the flag of the United States. Whoever knowingly mutilates, defaces, physically defiles, burns, maintains on the floor, ground tramples on. Uh... Oh, let's see. An appeal may be, may be taken directly to Supreme Court of the United States for inter, interlocutory or final judgment decree or order issued by the United States District Court. Supreme Court shall, if it has not previously ruled on the question, accept jurisdiction over the appeal and advance the docket and expedite to the greatest extent possible. But it doesn't say what it would be used. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. If someone out there knows, I would like to know. I would like to know, too. Because I don't want to necessarily just keep uh, bemoaning this... Uh, this thing here in any form commonly displayed yeah 
I mean, it's under 18 U.S. Code 700, desecration of the flag of the United States and penalties. But I don't see a penalty here. Mm. So it's not enforceable. It's probably not enforceable. You might get a stern talking to. Yeah, it's disrespectful. So, I mean. Yeah. But if you don't, if people don't respect it, if a lot of people don't respect it, then it just becomes a non-thing, right? Which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, well, I get why people have trouble right now respecting the government. I think it's a symbol of government, almost like it's become a symbol of government more than it's a symbol of the country. Life, liberty, and the and, pursuit of property. And our government is a joke. Yes, our government is a joke. Like, like That is our foundation tonight, ladies and gentlemen. John and I agree on the one thing. <laughs> we'll agree on more. Well, I mean, there's so much wrong with it, and it just keeps getting worse. It does keep getting worse. I agree with you. So, like, we elect clowns into office, and they don't do anything, and they get rich off of it, and then... And guess who pays? Yeah, we do. The citizens. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, drink. Yeah, so well, this is our uh, patriotic episode, That's I right. guess. <laughs> I love America, and fuck our government. That's right. That is actually a very patriotic statement. Uh, and so you brought with us what today to drink? Uh, related to the conversation, mm-hmm. uh, I think we've had a 21st Amendment beer before. I think we had Bitter American. Yeah, I think we have. Uh, which is my skiing beer. Hmm. Uh, I love it. It's good. Um, this is actually the only other one I could find today. Okay. Uh, it's not <laughs> typically up our alley, but this is Heller High <laughs> Watermelon. Hey. It's a watermelon wheat beer. So it's like a half of Eisen with fruit in it. I'm excited. So we'll see. So it'll be a little different. Yeah. But it's really popular. So maybe it's great for a hot day like today. I don't know. Let's crack it open, we go. baby. I dropped this one. So I'm a little worried. Oh, yeah. That might freak out on you. There we go. Nice. Oh, yeah, I'm a pro. That's a good crack. Thanks. Nice crack. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Man, I haven't played that jingle in a long time. Yeah, Can't little, believe you just brought that up. A little, little foamy. Yep. John likes head. I do. I don't even see it on my thing anymore. Well, it sounds like a you problem. I have a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good one too oh man i gotta find things guys i can't believe yeah, i don't have kidding. it um so before we drink it mm-hmm. wheat beers with fruit in them uh are for me are very hit or miss okay i really don't like them when it's like a fruit bomb you know it's like half orange juice or whatever it like i didn't buy a mimosa i bought a beer Yes, I right. understand this. I like it when it's subtle. Yeah. And, but you can taste exactly what it is. And a good example of that, one of the really good ones that I don't think, I, don't, I haven't seen in a long time, uh, Pyramid did a, an apricot. Oh, week. yeah. I remember that. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, I think they might still brew it down in Portland, but the the location here is close. So. Oh. So I don't know. I haven't seen that. That was that was a pretty good beer. Um, that was a little heavy on the fruit, but it was yummy. But overall... I worry about them. It's got a kind of a soapy smell. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest right away. Oh, yeah. It's got a nice color, though. Yeah, it's, it smells like a bar soap. Yeah. Like a watermelon wheat bar soap. Oh, I can finally actually give you a cheers. proper cheers. Yeah. That's strange. It's like a watermelon sour without the sour. Yeah. Yeah, it's just watermelon beer. Yeah, it's not it's not bad, but it doesn't taste like a wheat beer. No, it tastes like a lager with watermelon yeah. flavoring. And it's also really clear, like not completely clear, but it's like not cloudy like a lot of the hefts are. Yes, the yeast. Yeah, but it does have a nice creamy head. Mine yeah. does anyway. Yeah. Maybe your glass had soap in it. 
Mine is like frothing. You might need to give it a shake. I mean, yours doesn't have any head on it at all. I mean, it did. And mine, it's just... It's the way I poured it. I don't know why yours is yours is staying. Maybe you have the soap. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, you are. Look at that. Look at that head, huh? Uh-huh. Wes is giving his beer head. I give him my beer head. I'm trying to find thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> see if I can find it. <laughs> All right. Um, Tell me about the 21st Amendment. 21st Amendment was, that was the amendment to the Constitution that uh, ended prohibition, I think. Is that right? Yep. Uh, which is amazing to me that it took so long for somebody to name a brewery <laughs> after it. It's not, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Oh, I love 21st it. 21st Amendment. 21st Amendment. Brewery. I mean, it actually plays really well. You're right. 21 is the age you can drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 21st Amendment. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. There's a lot of plays. Oh, I want to go there someday. They have a couple locations. Where are they at? Uh, San Leandro, California. Oh, California. Yeah. I think they have a tap room in San Francisco, too. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Let's see. Locations. I'm We're su- on their website. I'm surprised they don't have actually like a little snippet of the 21st Amendment written on their can. Yeah. Their art is also is always pretty awesome, though. Yeah, there's a Statue of Liberty in there. She's no, eat, she's eating a watermelon. Ooh, excuse me, on the Golden Gate Bridge. That's pretty awesome, <laughs> actually. <laughs> she's just munching away. Yep. Uh, there's no uh, American flags on here, though. So nice job, 21st Amendment. Yeah, I guess so. Jeez. <clears throat> I wonder. So there's a process for getting your beer labels approved. Yeah, it takes time, and it's obnoxious. Mm. And I wonder if they don't allow you to put the American flag on on logos like. Oh, they probably something. don't because if you're submitting it to the government. Yeah, you know the government. Well, we just read that you shouldn't use it as advert. You can't use it as advertisement. Yeah, but do they actually pay attention to that shit? I don't know. It's the government. I don't know, man. The things they protect and don't protect and whatnot is just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Mm-hmm. So, Twenty First Amendment has two locations: there's San Leandro Brewery, and they have a tap room in San Francisco. There you go. Looked it up. It's not bad. I mean, I could drink this on a hot day. Mm-hmm. It's 4.9%. It's not going to get you trashed. It's like somewhere between a, a lager and a seltzer. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's like really light. Yeah, it's... I get why people like it. I find the, the hot bitterness combined with the watermelon to be a little weird. It is. Well, thankfully, the watermelon... I don't I don't feel like the watermelon is... Um, like very prominent. No, it's not. It's I think it's subtle. there in the beginning and then it kind of goes away and you get more mm-hmm. of the, the lager taste, the beer taste than anything yeah. else. I'm with you though. If there's like a, like a, <clears throat> a sour aspect to a, to this, it'd be better. It'd be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you get a really sour beer and you could blend them. No, oh, probably. I love sours. I don't even mm-hmm. care what people think. I just, I like the unique, weird. It's kind of, I also like farmhouse saison mm-hmm. stuff like that. I like the weirdo kind of, Kind of beers like that. So, yeah, this is a good pick, man. Yep. Well, I mean, it was lack of options. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to find, I couldn't remember if we did a James E. Pepper bourbon or rye. I think we did a rye. Uh, Yeah, I think it was the rye. But I didn't pick up the bourbon. Instead, uh, I was looking around Total Wine and More. <laughs> of course you were. And I was like, I got a bottle that John will just completely laugh at. Oh, no. And because uh, I was thinking patriotic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this is a company called Lead Slingers Bourbon Whiskey, uh, Thin Blue Line. 
Oh, wait, it gets better. It's doing the exact things that we're talking about. I know. About. It gets better. Uh, Lead Slingers Whiskey was founded in 2013 by seven combat veterans. When USAF, TACPS, U.S. Army Rangers, Green Berets, and paratroopers combined their love for America and fine whiskey, uh, Lead Slingers Whiskey was born. Tired of people afraid to support the Second Amendment, the LSW team was focused on bringing a quality <laughs> bourbon whiskey to freedom-loving, like-minded individuals. Stay frosty and freedom on. Oh, my God. Product of the U.S. of A. This was on sale. Yeah, probably because it's terrible. Uh, distilled by <laughs> Scissor, Scissor Tail Distillery, Oklahoma. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, so we're going to give it a try. Yeah, and they love the American flag so much that they desecrated it by putting a representation of it on yes. their bottle. That's true, though. It is a representation of it. It's not, it doesn't. It's not the actual flag. It's not the actual flag. It's three stars and six bars, but you you know. That's what it's meant to be, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not a maple leaf. Yeah, I, I, you know, the marketing on this, I mean, I get veterans. I support veterans whenever I can. Oh, 100%. Because, um, you know, these guys, they put their life on the line. They see shit that I would never want to ever see in my mm-hmm. life. I can't believe I can't open up the stupid wrapper. There we go. <laughs> um, you know, so mad props to uh, our uh, veterans and yeah, those that sure. are serving right now. Um, but uh, sometimes the America marketing just, I don't know. And I know you're trying to stand out and trying to be unique. Mm-hmm. You're looking for that that edge. Yeah. And, you know, and, and people will buy patriotic stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just will. They'll red, white, and blue nuts on the back of their truck and all that stuff. So <laughs> truck nuts. <laughs> truck nuts. I love truck nuts. Star Spangled so, Awesome. Uh, 40%. So it's an 80 proof. Let's give it a snivity sniffer. I don't like the label. I think it's cheesy looking. It makes it look cheap, but the bottle itself yeah. is pretty cool. You like the square bottles. I though. do like the square bottles. They're very efficient. Yeah. I'm not but a I mean, fan. Even of like it. even like some of the detail in it, it, like the way that the glass top sits and it's, you know, it's, yeah. you get some of the, it's hard to explain, but just the overall shape of the bottle and the way it's all put together. I like it. I just don't like the label because it looks like a sticker I got out of a vending machine. Yeah, and it's not the only one. I mean, they have other ones that are kind of better. <laughs> better <laughs> this labels. was on sale. It actually was the only one. I tried to find another bottle. I wasn't really trying to find Thin Blue Line, but when I read the back of it, and I was like, oh, Second Amendment stuff. I was like, Here that's we great. Go. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Let's do this one. Let's do it. All right. So, um, sniffity doodah. What do we know? Do they actually make it themselves or do they just blend it using other people? I'm trying to look up that right now, as a matter of fact. I know I'm supposed to be like super prepared, but this was kind of a. I thought I had something and then I didn't. So, and now it won't click on. Give me, give me this one. Let's see what it says. Oh, there we go. Uh, Same quality found in the traditional bourbon, but with a mission. So, this is just their bourbon, but. You buy this bottle on sale, apparently, and they, they give it to uh, – it supports first responders, police charities, um, stuff like that. True patriots display daily, and we never stop as Americans trying to repay the debt they're owed. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. I don't run into burning buildings. I don't I don't run to where the gunfire is. So it's got a nice smell. Mm. It's pretty floral. Yeah. It's almost got like that rye, minty. Yeah. Ooh, I like that on the nose. Oh, I'm actually kind of impressed. 
Yeah, the color's pretty light too. It's like straw, straw yellow. Yeah, it's a little darker than our beer. Yeah, <laughs> but not by it's, much. It's almost like a well-oaked Chardonnay. <laughs> a well-oaked <laughs> Chardonnay. <laughs> Thought you'd like that. All right, let's give it a sippy, sippy. Cheers. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're home. I can mm-hmm. cheers you in person. I know it's so nice. Wow, super light. Mm-hmm. Like, like it takes a second for you to be able to taste it. Did you? I get still that don't too? taste it. Like it's it's very light. Yeah, I just I mostly got a later sort of tingly burn. Yeah, but almost no flavor. Yeah, there's like that's weird, dude. That is weird. And when I first took a sip, it didn't. There was nothing. Yeah, me too. It's weird. I'm not hit with like oak and caramel and all the things that you usually typically think of. It's kind of there. It's sweet. There's definitely a sweet sense to it. Mm-hmm. I don't get a whole lot of oak. I do get a lot of the rye. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew what they're. It does have like a like a burnt caramel sort of lingering flavor that yeah. takes a really long time. Like you have to swish to get it. Let's see if it's uh, if what their bourbon is. Maybe their bourbon will give a. No, I wish that, like, again, I wish companies, please just list out what your mash bill is. Mm -hmm. We would love to know your mash bill because it just, it helps inform why we taste what we taste. Yep. Completely agree. So like, you don't have to, you don't have to like get into the nitty gritty details, but like, you know, give us, is it 40% rye? Let us know. Yeah. I I imagine there's probably more, there's probably more rye than there is. Uh, any wheat mm-hmm. I, there's probably no wheat in it at all i do wonder on a lot of these that are coming out now though like how much of them are just bought and blended yeah yeah you know or or contract brewed or distilled so somebody else is doing it you slap your label on it it happens quite often mm-hmm. a Apparently lot of those little bottles that are like random names they're like that yeah well yeah and they're small batch mm-hmm. well and if you're just starting out like if you and i started out making whiskey we would distill our own but in the meantime just to get a label out we would probably start doing vodka and gin Mm -hmm. and then if we wanted to hurry up and do a whiskey we would call some mgp or something like that and Mm -hmm. we'd try to source some blends enough to make so many bottles to make a bit of a profit to help Mm -hmm. kind of continue funding and stuff like that to start building the business yeah yep yeah we would definitely need help I would definitely need help. I don't know. For we, have sure. like, we have like three listeners, and if they all bought <laughs> eight cases a week, <laughs> I think we'd do all right. Yeah, they could be our. Uh, so we'll be the we'll be the main makers of the meth uh, whiskey, and then they will be the people who sell it out in the street stores. Oh yeah, we we could set up TNT distribution. <laughs> yep. Tim, yes. Tim yeah. and Trina. Yeah. Tim and Trina. Well, JT. <laughs> oh, JT. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be good. And uh, Sir Oma, Sir Oma too. Sir Oma, by the way, uh, just to get this out of the way, one of our wonderful listeners, uh, he suggested a beer. You probably have already heard of him uh, before. It's a uh, Abita. Doesn't doesn't ring a bell. Where are they from? Um, hold on, I'll tell you in just one moment. One of their beers is called Purple Haze, um, but it is Abita. Oh, uh, New Orleans. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah. So are they widely available? Yeah, they actually are there. I I believe I found them at the total wine and more, but he suggested that he likes it a lot. Um, their purple haze is a raspberry lager. Speaking of fruity beers, fruity beers. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Saroma for that suggestion. It's going on the suggestion board. I want to know how he came across this beer. Yeah, I don't know. I asked him which ones he liked. He said he really enjoyed purple haze and their amber lager. Um, so that all I asked him was, you know, hey, thanks for the suggestion. Is there any that you actually like? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also did suggest that the owner, uh, Laren, or Lauren, it's probably Lauren, L-A-R-E-N, mm. um, who uh, works for Abita Brewing, um, might be a good interview for us as mm-hmm. well. So is an interview suggestion as well. And that's that, folks, is what we call value. Value. So, Saroma, thank you for that value uh, for our podcast. We really appreciate it. Am I over 21? Yes. This is so stupid. Why do they do this? Well, because the 13-year-old is going to go online because they're very interested in this product. It's so dumb. Like a 13-year-old can't click yes. <laughs> or they're like, well, if you put in your birthday. Hey, man, they just have to do what they. You were the gatekeeper. They I know, just have to. I know. But by it's, law. It's so stupid. Of course it is. Like, I, I get having a gatekeeper on porn, but like, I mean, even then. like, I know. It all it is is, are you 18? like, my birthday is 622. <laughs> 2003 oh it wouldn't let me in 1995 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fine it's exactly what it is yeah <laughs> right like i don't give a shit no so stupid my favorite is the uh robot asking if you're a robot oh yeah <laughs> that's my favorite thing are you a robot those captchas have gotten really uh they're really some of them are really they're much more complex than you would think they're way more annoying too they um <laughs> The really uh, complex ones are actually monitoring your your keystroke speed yeah. and your how your mouse moves. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to recreate the way a human moves. John, with- what kind of website are you going on that is requiring that sophistication? No, you, of- don't, you don't even see it. But like, oh. I mean, like, like a lot of corporations, when you log in, they have these more complex login um, um, systems just to track it. Like... There's other ones that like, even with your password. So like when you type your password or your passwords, they're usually some sort of combinations of certain things. And you have a very specific cadence that you do it in and they can track that. They can mm. know that cadence. And so it's like not good enough just to have the password. It has to be typed in in the same cadence that you do it. That would drive me crazy. Yeah. So like, cause not every day do I sign in at this in the same way. Yeah. So if you were like, if you were like touching your wiener with your right hand and typed in your password with your left and it wasn't the right cadence as you, you do. Yeah. I know as people do, <laughs> it wouldn't, you might not be able to log check in. my checking yeah. account while I'm watching porn. Or like if you had a boating accident and lost an arm. Oh yeah. That would, that would really screw you Yeah. Up. You'd be like, you'd be toast. You can't get in your bank anytime anymore. Oh, that's so your only fans account would be completely blocked. Only fans. Yeah. How am I supposed to make money off my nasty feet pictures? <laughs> People are weird, man. Well, uh, the water helped it. Oh. At least on this nose. You want to do me? Yeah. <laughs> do I? <laughs> Settle. <laughs> Smack it up, flip it up and down. Oh, no. So how, how much was this bottle? Uh, It was on sale for $36. It's not too bad. So 42 at the end of the... Inslee gets his cut. Yeah, after King Inslee gets his cut. <laughs> Jadolph. I love buying alcohol in Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, it's, I bet. It's so cheap. <laughs> I bet. Well, Nathan and I are doing this road trip down to um, Oregon, Idaho, um, 
Wyoming, Montana. And uh, so I'm going to hit up some distilleries in some places and I'm not going to do a tasting because I'm with a 19 year old, but I will be buying bottles and putting them in the back of the truck. Well, you, you, can, you can taste car. without swallowing. I guess so. Yeah, I know that's dumb. I don't know why people do that. I don't, you, I don't you, know what you're talking about. Are you going to go to the Vortex house? It's where aliens landed and there's a cabin in that spot. No, now. is there? The Vortex house. Huh? I don't know if aliens actually landed there, but there's a lot of superstition around mm-hmm. it. And that it's a weird place. Mm, the Oregon Vortex house? Mm-mm. Well, yeah, you could go there, but the Montana Vortex house. Oh, and the house of mystery. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Helen wants to go there when we do our next road trip. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'll beach to it and tell her all about it. All right. Well, where's that? It, it all depends. I'll look at it because we have a little route. Right now, my route ends in somewhere in the bottom of Montana because I got as far as, you know, th- trying to figure out what we're doing that one night in Yellowstone. So hopefully we'll have a day in Yellowstone, spend the night and have half a day or even the whole day because it's only like three uh, actually, less than three hours to where we're going to be in uh, Montana after that day. Mm-hmm. So we could, you know, there's a bunch of things I actually want to see. Um, and unfortunately, the thing I really wanted to do, they had a, a pass, um, but they only had one left. And I wanted Nathan and I to do this. <clears throat> it's a bus tour and they take you to all the spots inside Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. But they only had one left. Mm. So that sucks. So I'm just going to hit like, uh, I know he wanted to see Old Faithful. He wanted to see some geysers. I wanted to see those like, uh, like blue red prism things or whatever, those lava things on the ground. I wanted to see that. And then probably some. Wait, which things? I forget what they're called. Lava things? Yeah, lava things. Like a volcano? No. I mean, the whole place is a volcano. So a uh, super volcano. If that shit blows up, we're done. Yeah. I guess, you know, I'd want to be there then. Just evaporated <laughs> right away instantly. Yep, just like the atomic bomb right <laughs> on my house, dude. There are uh, atomic bomb deniers. Like, what do you mean? I just found this out today. Like, people don't believe they exist. Yes, like everything, every uh, video that you've seen is actually just a bomb, but not a nuclear one. And all the videos of like houses being blown apart and stuff like that, you know, in that made-up city that they mm-hmm. had out in Vegas, mm-hmm. is just scale models. That were just they faked it. They faked the whole thing, like and the, the with when the, in the same studio they did the moon landing. I don't know if Kubrick was involved in it or not. No, I don't know. That's pretty nuts. I mean, and that they said because there's no radiation in Japan left over, that they actually didn't drop atomic bombs there. They just bombed and burned the place and said it was an atomic bomb. So there's atomic bomb deniers. That seems a little nuts. So, I I just I don't know, man. I was like, I what? Know. How are your people just? Like ignoring that, like that's it seems weird to me. And of course, it's coming out right now because Oppenheimer's coming out to the theater, so mm. which I actually want to see. Yep, looks really good. Well, I mean, I I know they exist because Harrison Ford survived an atomic blast in Indiana Jones. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, well, in a refrigerator because they used to be lead lined. Yes, that's realistic. Yes, that's right. I think the MythBusters did something on that and said that's total bullshit. This thing, I'm gonna show you a picture. I want to go a see that geyser. Is that a or geyser? A pool. That's like a pool, but look at it. Yeah. 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 It's pretty. Yeah. They're go gorgeous, right? Yeah. That I want to go see. I don't know what it is. Don't stick your Grand finger in it. Prismatic. That, sh- that shit is hot. I'm sure it is. It'll, it'll melt you too. It'll melt me up. Yeah. Don't, don't go, don't go. <clears throat> on that. So our balderdash tonight. Balderdash. Uh, was actually a really good topic that you brought up. 
things that are not in the U.S. Constitution, but people think it is. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's good, right? No, that's a good one. Because even I, as I went, I found a list. You probably have a list. Um, as I went through the list, I was like, oh, yeah, I thought that was in the, but that's the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we get those things mixed up. And I don't blame us for getting those things mixed up because when they teach you American history, uh, if the teacher's really boring and doesn't make stuff come to life, or if you're not really interested in history, the shit all blends together. They also don't make you <clears throat> read the Constitution. Yeah, and I think that's probably pretty important. Like though. in government class, I was never required to read the Constitution. It was like footnotes. Mm. Right? It's like Amendment 1, 2, this is what it says Yep. in a nutshell. But it's a pretty sizable document with a lot of detail. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, if you, if you like, okay, so at Westfield High School, they didn't care. I remember my history book, and I remember there was like two paragraphs to every um, part of the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. And the Constitution and the amendments, and I'm—I mean, we just—you just read it, and then you answered questions on a worksheet. Mm-hmm. There's no debate. There was no talk about it. There was no controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the controversy is memorable. what, yeah, solidifies. Um, I know at Seattle Christian they had where the, where my kids went, they had a civics class where they would do debates on the amendments. They would have pros and cons, and and people get in heated arguments, and you mm-hmm. know, but the rule was it doesn't become personal and you leave it in the classroom. You don't yeah. bring it outside the classroom, which is a great way to handle these things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so go ahead. Do you have any in, in that you have in mind? Well, I mean, there's, there's some like easy ones. So I get frustrated when people don't think things through or they believe something without actually, like this is really common. Now people see a headline or they come to a belief based on pop culture that doesn't happen. So like one of the, one of the things you'll hear people sometimes saying is that the constitution made English the official language of the United States. And it does not say that in the constitution. No, it doesn't. Nope. So I always thought that was funny that people thought that was a thing. And in fact, if you go back to when it was written, our country wasn't even majority English, English speaking. speaking. <laughs> there was a lot of Germans and like, French. Yeah. Like there's people from all over Spanish. Yeah. It, like it wasn't, they, purposely didn't make English the the native language because it wasn't the native language. Yeah. It would have like disenfranchised huge chunks of the country. Yeah. Oh, of course. Done that, of course it right? would have. Yeah. So that didn't make any sense at all. <clears throat> Here's one that I thought that I thought was interesting was the um here I'll I'll pop it here. Uh it's a free country. <laughs> so um when people say like hey read your constitution it's a free country uh, it never says it's a free country in the Constitution. No, it doesn't. The implication, I'll read what this says. The implication of this is that in the United States, you can do whatever you want to do, and the Constitution is there to ensure that. Uh, it's certainly true that the Constitution protects many civil rights, and we're all thankful for that. The First Amendment ensures freedom of religious choice and freedom of speech, but those things are not without limits. You cannot create a religion that allows you to kill someone without civil punishment. And you cannot use uh, libelous or slanderous words without recourse. There are other things that restrict freedom from the ability to suspend habeas corpus to the issuance of patents. So certainly the United States is a very free country, but it's not totally free, Mm -hmm. which is actually a good thing unless you like living in anarchy, uh, which some people, you know, actually want. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's interesting to note that in in his confirmation hearings in 2005, John Roberts said several times, uh, it's a free country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how, of course, those philosophies, as the time this was written, it, it, the guy said it would be interesting to see how his philosophies 
play that philosophy plays out in court, yeah. in the Supreme Court. But that that's another up. one that people just they hear mm-hmm. and people repeat it enough that they think it's true or that it must be true or that it must be written somewhere it's a free country. Mm-hmm. And it's just because it's been in pop culture and stuff like that that we just well, yeah. use it. Well, I mean, like the Declaration of Independence, and we talk about freedom from and freedom of, and mm-hmm. we talk about freedom a lot. Um, but yeah, the Constitution never says it's a free country. I also it also kills me too when people are like, "America's the best because of freedom." We're not the only free quote unquote free country or country sure. that has lots of individual freedoms. Yeah. And right now we're going down a path where we're trying to restrict individual freedoms, which is like the wrong way. Yes, I agree with that too. So like tell me that I'm free to do what I want when you restrict who I can love. Yep. Like that's ridiculous. So, I mean, that's a, another hot button topic, but it shouldn't be. Sure. Well, I mean, marriage isn't even guaranteed by the Constitution. No. Marriage actually isn't even mentioned in the Constitution. No. But people think it is. I know, right? That's crazy. Yeah, and and I think I think that's important as we as we talk about these things is that we we first have to understand uh, what the Constitution actually says about a thing, and even if it's in there, instead of just spouting off, so you you know, and I, I've been guilty of this too, where I think it's in there, so I'll say it, and then I'll later go on and look and be like, oh, I'm dumb, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> because I thought it was, or I read that it was, but I read it in a context that someone else wrote it that it wasn't true. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes. So they said it as if it was a truth without citing, and I just fell for it. Mm-hmm. And we're all guilty of falling for it, but can you correct yourself of that? Now, you can have your own feelings about marriage. That's cool. That is actually free speech as mm-hmm. long as it's not libelous mm-hmm. or hurting a person violently. Um, but marriage is not in uh, the Constitution. Nope. Uh, the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Like people believe that the right to vote for women wasn't wasn't given until I think it's the 19th amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not actually true. The right to vote had nothing to do with women uh, and states were actually allowed to let women uh, and minorities vote. Uh, and in fact, when the constitution was signed in New Jersey, women and African-Americans were allowed to vote. Okay. In 1776. So it's like, it only was guaranteed Women were only guaranteed the right to vote when the 19th Amendment came about, but it didn't restrict women from voting. No, you're right about that because the the original con- the, the original wording in the Constitution was that it cannot deny the right to vote because of race or gender. Mm-hmm. Um, citizens of Washington, D.C. can vote for a president. 18-year-olds can vote. You can vote even if you fail to pay a poll tax. The Constitution also requires that anyone who can vote for the most numerous branch of their state legislator can vote House members and Senate members. The Constitution never explicitly ensures the right to vote as it does the right to speech, for example. Mm -hmm. So that's also. So, yeah. And every state, because of the way our government is set up, every state can make up their own state laws about voting, though, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, Texas declared mentally incompetent and felons currently in prison cannot have the right to vote. I think a lot of states have the felon. They do. I disagree with the felon. Because if you if if we want our justice system to be one of rehabilitation, if somebody has done their time and and suffered their consequences and got out of it, they should be allowed to vote. Okay, I agree with that. I think felon in prison, still incarcerated, should not have the right to vote. 
I think that's fair. But I think felon outside of prison paid their dues or trying to live a normal life. Mm-hmm. They should have a say. Yeah, they paid their dues. Yeah. Move on. Well, and that that's actually a very, uh, you know, the, the penalty fits the crime. So I've paid my penalty. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I can go on as a free person, so to speak, meaning all the freedoms that are granted to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I, and I would argue like people who are like, well, that's not fair to the people that are in prison. Well, it wasn't fair to the people whose rights were violated when that person broke the law. Yeah. So that's the consequence. That's fine. Yep. But if you've done your time, just like anything else, you've, you've done your grounding now move on with your life and you should have your right to vote restored. And you wouldn't punish your kids that way. No. Especially if they've asked for forgiveness and they've paid their, you know, fine, their due, their punishment, their Mm -hmm. grounding, whatever you want to call it. Uh, It says here also that it's interesting to note that the 26th Amendment requires 18-year-olds must be able to vote, but states can allow persons younger than 18 to vote if they choose to. Interesting. Yeah. So there's an interpretation, of course. One of the great things about our Constitution is that it's not a huge federal overreach over all the states. The states have Mm -hmm. some kind of um, ambiguity. What's the word I'm looking for? They can make their own laws. <laughs> you got another one? Uh, what is what is one of the other ones that came up? Um, my mom and I always argued with about the freedom of religion versus mm-hmm. freedom from religion. Mm-hmm. And the Constitution doesn't actually say that. Mm-hmm. All it actually says is that there will be no religious test to hold office. Sure, or state religion. Yeah, or state religion. Yeah. So basically the government's not going to tell you what religion you you have to abide by. Yeah, there's no phrase in the Constitution of separation of church and state. No. Uh, it says Thomas Jefferson did write that the First Amendment erected a wall of separation between the church and the state. James Madison said it drew a line, but it is Jefferson's term that sticks with us today. So the phrase is commonly thought to mean the government should not establish support or otherwise involve itself in any religion, which is interesting. The religion topic page on this thing had more information on it, but <clears throat> I thought that was interesting that the, that the, and I'll put this, I'll put the link to this on the show notes. So if people want to read that, they can read it. Um, but yeah, so a wall of separation, he believed the first amendment gave us that right. And of mm-hmm. course they fled uh, religious persecution in some shape or form as mm-hmm. a state religion if they came from, uh, well, most European countries yep. at that time had state religions. Mm-hmm. So, and when I've done the genealogy of my family on my mom's side, they actually fled France to Germany on a ship because of religious persecution and came to the United States. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a big deal. And I think, I think we should have that separation between church and state. I would not want the state to tell me what religion no. I should follow. And as a matter of fact, I don't like it when uh, people who are running for office play a religious card. You know, okay, great, you're a Christian, act like it. They don't. They just use it as as a way to get a base vote. Mm-hmm. And people fall for it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, 100%. <clears throat> uh, one of the other that. ones here, um, the... Uh, Oh, sorry. I had it right here. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That is a declaration of independence. That is a declaration. Yeah. The yep. situation. Yep. The Fifth Amendment does say it offers protections to every American citizen for life, liberty, or property. Mm-hmm. 
uh, noting we cannot be deprived of any of those things without due process of the law. But uh, yeah, the Declaration of Independence is where you find life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. And the Declaration of Independence, although a very beautifully well-written declaration, uh, it's not law-abiding yeah. <laughs> in any way. <laughs> it just gives you an idea of what the, the people who uh, wrote this thought mm -hmm. about it. So we, get, we know everything we need to know about what they believed and wanted. Well, I think that's what their thoughts were, is that that helped us kind of understand where they were coming from when they drafted it. Mm -hmm. A question I had for you, though, um, are, are you a believer of the Constitution as a living document or as a, or as they call it, an originalist? So I'll define, so a living document obviously is that we can define the Constitution to our modern time. So mm -hmm. whatever the Constitution says, we can, we interpret it with our modern lens. Mm -hmm. Or an originalist would say that we take the Constitution um, as it is, as it was written, and understand it that way. And if we disagree with it at any point, so it's the law, it mm -hmm. stays static. Mm -hmm. But if we disagree with it, we go through the process of amending it. Mm -hmm. So instead of interpreting it as a living document to the modern age, we we understand it as it is and then make amendments to it. Mm -hmm. Well, making amendments to it is what we've always done. I mean, that makes sense to me as you gain knowledge and understanding and your, your world changes. Um, you know, like even the second amendment is one that I know it's controversial, but the right to bear arms, you can't tell me that when they wrote the constitution, they imagined the weapons we have now. No, like, I don't think they could imagine that. No. And no. I don't, and I don't think that in, if that same document was written today and it is a well-written document and I don't think it would need to be that different but I, I do think there should like, you're not allowed to own whatever weapon you want all the time. So where's the line? Right. So like this idea that you can't tell me that I can't have any firearms at all. Well, they already tell you, you can't have certain things. Maybe it's bigger than the thing you want, but <coughs> so I, I don't know. I think, I think everything, just like the Bible, just like any other historical document, you have to look through it in current terms, in current times, because technology changes, people change, society changes, the challenges we have change. So yeah, you do have to, I would say you do have to look at it through modern lens and not go back to what it was like then with oil lamps and dirt floors. I see it. I see it more as an originalist. So, um, so like the Bible, I take it as it is. And then, um, but you still filter it through. Well, I use a principle. So it's called, um, it's called hermeneutics, mm -hmm. and so it's a it's an art and a science, in which you 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 understand the text as they would understand it, and then you find the principle within that text. Um, so this doesn't mean that you're a literist in any way, yeah. but you so try to understand it's an interpretation what the, of like a spirit of the law. Mm -hmm. So what was the what was the spirit of what it was that they were saying, and then that is a thing that you can apply to us today because you're right. We don't walk around with little clay lamps and with olive oil burning in it and stuff like that. I mean, we don't do those things, obviously. So maybe we should. We I mean, maybe. Very sexy. Yes. It's it'd probably be a lot more peaceful place to live, honestly. <laughs> uh but anyways, um so so you have to apply that in uh with the Bible and I think people get in trouble when they don't. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where you get a lot of crazy ideas and stuff and you get doomsday cults that think they know when the end of the world is and all that kind of stuff. Um so with the constitution, I would say, okay, I, how do I understand what they were talking about in their terms? 
And then what's the principle there? Now, I, I don't think that they could imagine the weapons we have today, but I would argue that they understood that the technology would change. But I also think that they understood that uh, for not only the protection of foreign um, foreign invaders, foreign uh, foreign people that would want to come and invade and, and mm-hmm. take over the United States, and they lived in places where they had domestic uh, where governments were tyrannical, taking away their rights, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't think they wanted that either. Um, so I think part of the Second Amendment was the understanding that a man can be armed to protect himself from the government or if called to arms to protect their country. Now, the understanding of militia has changed because I, I believe it's in the Constitution. I'll have to look because otherwise I'm talking my ass here. But militia changed to our Coast Guard. Our Coast Guard is what the militia is considered now. And I think that was some, uh, I forget when that was, uh, when that was made. I'll have to look back. I shouldn't even brought it up if I didn't know exactly what it was, but I do know that the coast guard is now what is considered the militia for Mm -hmm. the United States. Um, but I still think personally that because I think our government is corrupt and I don't think that they have our best interest in mind, uh, I think the the American people as a whole, and even if they, even if your your government is saying that they're trying to protect you, um, the C.S. Lewis quote always comes to my mind that that those that know they're doing bad, and and they say it's good, are better than those that are doing something bad, thinking they're doing something good. Mm-hmm. Right. So they like I'm doing this for your own good, but it's really harmful to you. Um, those people are more dangerous than people who know they're doing something bad and saying it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like a lot of the people in our government today uh, use minority groups and minority people to throw out, throw in their, um, or push their agenda. I don't think they actually care about those people. I think they just use those people, and uh, and and for for a bigger means for them money, popularity to stay in office, especially if they're, it's an office that doesn't have an end, which I think term limits are very, very important. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, um, so I think arming yourself against a government that could turn on you right away. Um, even if it's a state government, I think is important. That doesn't mean go shoot your tax man or any crazy shit like that. But I mean, if they come and they threaten and I see a lot of stuff like this on YouTube where even police overstep the line, people don't shoot them. But they know their rights, mm-hmm. and it's good to know your rights is what yeah, I'm saying. It is good to know and your it's rights. And it's good to protect yourself um, because there are bad people that have too much authority out there. Um, I'm not saying start a rebellion or anything like that, but we should be wise um, because I, I think we shouldn't live in a fantasy world where, where the government always wants to take care of you and they got nothing but virtuous thoughts about you, and I don't think that exists. I don't think that exists. I think they wanted that, but I don't think that exists. And if we go into some of the shady characters of these guys that wrote the constitution and even signed it and stuff like that, or the declaration of independence, they, they weren't all hundred percent moral, really great people themselves. No, either. They weren't so, always a, uh, above board. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Ben Franklin had lots of affairs. <laughs> Jefferson had children with his slave. Yes, exactly. While protecting slavery. Exactly. So, so, yeah. So they're not virtuous people. So we, we should, as we should be thinking, of 
protecting our families and our friends, ourselves, um, in a manner that is lawful and uh, also moral. So I don't believe in murder. Mm-mm. I do believe in killing and self-protection. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I track with that. Yeah. So, and so in, in terms of guns and stuff like that, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a gun nut, <laughs> uh, but I think people should have the right to own, you know, weapons. And I think we should all educate ourselves on what weapons are and not over-exaggerate what weapons are. I think there are probably some weapons that are fun to collect and have, but you know, they don't really serve any other purpose than war because they were made for war. Mm-hmm. Where others are made for defense. I have several defensive weapons. So like, do you need a firearm <clears throat> that was made for war? I don't think I need one, no. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. But I'm also like, if if the systems were in place to prevent people from doing horrible things with those firearms, mm-hmm. which they're not, uh, then I don't have a problem with it. But like, universal background checks, supported by 90 plus percent of the country. Yeah. Why don't we have that? Yeah. Because I also would like to know if my neighbor has weapons and they're crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah, but I think the fear that people Uh, have of that is, though, on the argument side of that is, you know, what if, because the red flag laws, well, I don't like my neighbor. That guy's kind of an asshole. He's not crazy. He's kind of an asshole. I'm going to call someone and be like, dude, this guy, he's crazy over here and he's he's got guns. You guys should probably look into him. That can raise a red flag on that guy's name and now he can no longer buy weapons. Well, then you're getting into like the, what is, what was it, the... The communist scare stuff. The oh yeah, what was it? Started with an M. Um, God, what was that name? I can't remember right, right offhand. But I know what you're like talking about. Telling on your the friends. Red Scare, McCarthy, yeah. McCarthy, yeah, McCarthyism. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. blackballing, I mean, I, blackballing is what they I called could it. See that, I could see that, but it's also kind of worst case scenario, and it's like the one offs. It's like not doing the right thing because once this one time it happened and it was negative. Yeah, so let's not protect everybody else you know it's like the people who when they started mandating wearing your seatbelt their argument was well that one time somebody mm-hmm. went into a pond upside down they couldn't get their seatbelt off and they sure, drowned sure yeah but like the, how does that negate <laughs> the hundreds of thousands of lives they were saved because people are wearing seatbelts have you watched the old video where uh i think it was a drinking law i think it was a drinking and driving law and all these people were driving around in this one town i can't remember it was it was probably in the south not at all. I think all Southern people are dumb. I don't. But I think that's just where this video took place. And it was in the 1980s in this town enforced this law where you can't drink and drive. You can't have an open oh, canister. Texas. It was probably Texas. That was in Texas. And people are going up to people in the car with the microphone, the news uh-huh. cameras, like, what do you think of this? Well, I don't understand why I can't just uh, have my beer while I'm driving yeah. down the road. <laughs> when I get done with work and have a beer or two before I go home? Yeah. Why can't I do that? And they're not wearing seatbelts either. Yeah. They're just driving around. My uh, my sister-in-law's dad used to tell him that when he was, he worked for IBM and he was on the road a lot and used to be able to buy beer at McDonald's in the drive-thru. Oh, fun. Like you could go through the drive-thru at some McDonald's and order a beer. lager? Yeah, probably. But I mean. McBeer? That, that would have been like, what, 60s? Probably yeah. the 60s and 70s. Yeah, it was. I mean, it would have been uh, one of the big three. They, I crap. wonder what they served. I have we no should idea. look that up sometime. Be interesting, though. But he's like, yeah, you can order through the drive-thru and yeah. before the open container laws happened. And it's, it might be controversial for me to say this, too, but I think uh, firearm ownership should come with firearm, um, not necessarily licensing, but that you took a class and that you understand yes. the firearm that you have. And, you know, they used to teach rifle classes in some schools, especially those that were in more rural areas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. 
kids came to school with loaded rifles. They didn't kill each other or anything like that because they understood the weapon of mass destruction that which they had in their hands that they could take a life. Um, and I think that was common sense. And I think that's that's also a piece that's missing is there's a common sense thing. Now we we took classes with our weapons. We took our kids with the weapons. Well, mm-hmm. the one that wanted to actually well, and you should be trained the on weapon. how to use it. Exactly. And what its purpose is and pull the trigger and feel the force and feel the the power that's behind it and, mm-hmm. and have a scary understanding, especially when you're in a gun range, you know, the idea that there's, you know, people on either side of you also with a high caliber weapon or whatever that mm-hmm. they could just turn on you too. Like there's nothing stopping them, yep. you know? And so having that sense of we're all going to, uh, we're all going to be cool, right? Yep. We're all going to point down Chill. this way. <laughs> We're all friends here, you know? And so it's, it's those kind of things that we, you know, we have to kind of agree on. And I, I think, I think those things are fine. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and if you want a, a, a military weapon, then you should have some kind of certification mm-hmm. in order to use a military weapon. Have well, it. It's like, I have to take a course and pass a test to get a hunting license that has nothing to do with firearms. <clears throat> right. But I can just have a gun. Like yeah. the thing that's actually, well, I think that pisses off some people too. Kill, I know, but like, <laughs> but they, but it actually makes sense. I'm like the regulation of, of our, our fishing game is important. Yeah. Um, like the, the moose population was decimated in, in the Northwest because sure. they didn't regulate hunting yeah. and moose are not afraid of anything. So they're easy to hunt because yeah. they will come after you. Yeah. They don't, they don't give a shit about oh, you. They're huge. They know. And, and so they got down to like, tiny numbers because it wasn't regulated. Now that it's been regulated, it's gotten a lot better. There's the flip side where they say no hunting at all. And then the deer population gets out of control and then the deer are all sick because there's no food. Yep. So the regulation and the licensing is important. The management of the populations is really important. Yes, it is. And so like as a hunter, you should know what you can and can't shoot and the reasons why you should, you're allowed to shoot a certain thing and not allowed to shoot like a, like a doe in certain areas. You're not allowed to shoot does at all. Yeah. And you're only allowed to shoot big bucks. bucks. Yep. And the reason that it's three pointer bigger is because anything that's three pointer bigger is old and less valuable in terms of breeding. Yep. So it's like getting rid of the old ones so that the young bucks have the the first pass at the ladies. So you create a more healthy population. But it's important yep. to regulate that and to know that. And that's where the licensing comes in. It's not that different with a firearm where if you have a firearm, you need to know what it can do yep. and the repercussions of doing something negative with that. Yeah. Like not paying attention or like not locking it up or keeping it under the seat of your car and then your kid gets it and shoots you in the face. Yep. Like you need to understand that before it, you're just allowed to have a firearm. And there's former police officers at a lot of these ranges that I've gone to that love teaching the class because mm-hmm. they want you to, they want you actually to also know the law. Mm-hmm. So I remember one class we took up in Bellevue, uh, the officer up there the, or the former officer up there that was teaching the class. Um, he said, Hey, if you're in a shooting situation, you know, like he took the example of the, remember that guy who started open firing in a mall mm-hmm. and that one guy stood up and shot at him and killed him before he, the other guy nailed too many people because mm-hmm. I think he had some kind of, um, I think he had a semi-automatic rifle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the guy that stood up, he wasn't supposed to bring his gun into the mall because it was a gun-free zone. Um, but he had happened to have his gun on him. He brought it in with him and shot the guy. However, if that bullet went through the shooter and hit a person behind them, the guy that took out the the main active shooter 
um, he would have been charged with manslaughter mm -hmm. for that person that he shot because it went through and hit another civilian. Mm -hmm. Even though he was doing a good heroic thing, saving probably a lot of other lives because he hit that one person, he would have been charged for that. So I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So use hollow points if you're in a situation like that because it doesn't go through a person. It just explodes. It just explodes inside of them. So, I mean, that, and, but that was great information. So the guy was like, if you're going to go out and carry, carry hollow points, that way you're not going to hit anyone else if you're hitting your target and you mm -hmm. should learn how to hit your target. So you don't yeah, hit anyone else. If you're worried else. about not hitting your target, you shouldn't take that shot. Exactly. And that was the other point he made. So he wasn't only protecting you, but he was protecting bystanders by giving you this information. I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't take this class. Uh, castle laws and stuff like that for whatever state. Like I can shoot a person inside my house if I'm defending my house, but I have to say, and this is very important for you Washingtonians, I have to say I was in fear that my family was going to be hurt. If I say to the police, I'm in fear that I was my property was going to be damaged, I'd be charged for murder of that person coming into my house. So just that turn of phrase, yeah. I can protect my family. I cannot protect my property. And that's where... The most expensive lawyer you'll ever have is the cheapest lawyer you buy. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's those little differences that I would not have known of if I did not take a gun safety class. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super yeah. important for people. Yeah. And, and I will say, like, when I did <clears throat> Hunter's Ed in, in high school or junior high, um, we did do gun safety, um, but we didn't actually fire anything. Um, that was separate. Um, but they do talk about taking the shot mm -hmm. and like, don't shoot. If you don't know for certain, you can hit it. Exactly. And people do that all the time where sure. they're like, hunt, some hunters are fucking crazy. And there were so many stories all the time. Like there was a woman standing at her mailbox in a red dress that got shot by a hunter because he <laughs> said he thought it was a deer. Like what the fuck dude? <laughs> like you clearly could not like nothing about, you saw something move and you There's shot a lot of it. bush light. Yeah. That morning <laughs> walks, runs, flies, dies. <laughs> <laughs> crazy people but, th but that's important so even this police officer being on the force for i think 20 something years that he was on the force if you are going to be an armed citizen he wants you to be a well-armed knowledgeable yes. citizen because it protects everyone everybody including yourself that's common sense that's what i'm for well and it's like understanding how to engage like if you get pulled over and you have a license to carry. You have a firearm in the car. And understanding how to engage with the police when you get pulled over. Yeah. Making sure it's very clear that they know yep. that you're not being threatening. Yep. Like, There's a firearm in my car. Would you like my concealed it's, it's license? It's hugely important. I'm just yep. letting you know ahead of time. Yep. This is the interaction we're going to have. Yep. I want to make sure you feel safe. I want to be safe. Yeah, because that cop is, if, <laughs> as soon as, if he finds a firearm, you didn't, oh man, that pisses them off. Mm -hmm. And it would piss me off if I was a police officer because, I mean, that threatened my life. Mm -hmm. I want to go home to my family too. Yeah. Yeah. And they're already on edge, like, <clears throat> especially these days with so many firearms around that anytime they get they pull someone over, they might get shot. Yep. Yep. Which is fucked up. We just want common sense. Common sense. How about this phrase? Of the people, by the people, for the people. Uh, that was from a JFK speech. I think. <laughs> Actually the Gettysburg address. Oh yeah. Close. <laughs> but some people think it's in the, and I think this is because people think they get, they switch the declaration of independence to the constitution. Yeah. And so I think they think that this is from the declaration of independence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, uh, political parties, um, 
are a basic part of our system, but people might assume the Constitution must at least mention parties. Nope. Nope. There is no party mentioned in the Constitution whatsoever. Nope. That is a system of control. Yep. Yes. Oh, I love you. <laughs> in fact, in the times of the Articles of Confederation, there weren't even any parties, factions, perhaps. Uh, factions, perhaps, but regional blocks, yes, but no parties. Not until Jackson and Van Buren administrations did organized parties really take hold in the American political system. That's right. They, Andrew Jackson was a Democrat and the donkey was the logo and everyone called him an ass. <laughs> and so, no, everyone called him an ass. And then he used the donkey as a kind of like, okay, I'm an ass. Fine. Yep. And <laughs> made the, made people like, oh, well that took all the wind out of my sails. That's a good story. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's in the documentary, the presidents. They hmm. talk about that, which actually is not a bad documentary. It doesn't get into the deep, dark stuff any of them do, but it gives a good overview. Um, yeah. So what else do you want to know? Uh, apparently the president cannot veto proposed amendments to the Constitution. Yep. But, but we think he does, but he doesn't have those executive orders. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, what else? Uh, freedom of expression is not protected. Uh, the Constitution established an American democracy. Yes, no, it was a republic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's a it's still a republic that uses democracy as its form of voting, mm-hmm. but it's still considered a republic, but no one knows what that is. Yep. <clears throat> um, absolute freedom of speech and press, we already talked about that. It's not absolute. Mm-hmm. There's things that you can and cannot say, and that's for the the you know, people's lives, basically. Mm-hmm. That line is tricky. Did you see the most recent Supreme Court or one of the most recent Supreme Court decisions that says that if a stalker didn't understand the ramifications of what that person was saying or what they were saying, that they can't be charged? So if if I don't, if I'm stalking Jennifer Lawrence, let's say. Or like, yeah, if if you're like, I'm going to murder you. Oh, that kind of stalking. Yeah. And, And then you like try to charge them with like, threats of murder yeah. and they were like ah, i didn't mean it they they can go free now oh i don't like that i don't like that either because there's an intent yes right i mean that's like that's like when you're growing up with siblings and they're like i'm gonna kill you mom you say he's gonna kill me no nah, man i was just joking man i'm not really gonna kill you yeah I'm fucking kill you. yeah <laughs> right but like in these cases the people actually mean it they're yeah. fucking crazy they're not just saying it and people should be held liable for that yeah i think so too like, i think if you're making death threats to somebody i mean you should be yeah. And I think that's where people should also be careful what they say online. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they should not like, you know, I hope you die, stuff like that. It's not cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's impolite, first of all. Well, also, do you really hope they die? I mean, they might. I mean, they might. They I, might. I don't like to wish ill will on anybody. Nope. And you shouldn't, but people do. And they do it behind the internet because they think they have anonymity or mm-hmm. whatever. So it's bad juju. Yeah. You're putting it in writing. Yeah on the internet and that goes away. Nobody ever, nobody's ever going to see that again. Yeah. So it's interesting that, um, so there's a lot here. Air force isn't mentioned in the constitution. There were no airplanes. There was no airplanes, which is kind of funny. If you think about it, <laughs> such a common thing today. Mm-hmm. God's not mentioned in the constitution. I hope nope. people understand that as well as well. That was intentional. Yeah. The original draft had God in it. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't the, know that. Some of the original drafts that were, they were going through this, they actually talked about God and they, intentionally pulled it out for the reasons that we talked about earlier, where they were, a lot of them were fleeing a state religion and they didn't want that as part of our government here. Yeah. And I don't think all the signers agreed on 
who God is anyways. No, they didn't. Because some of them were deists. I don't mm-hmm. think any of them were atheists, but I think they were, um, there might've been agnostic, mm-hmm. but there were different flavors of who God is according to these people. Yeah. And the one thing they could agree on is we all should be allowed to believe what we want to believe. Yeah. Yep. Which I think is hugely important. It's also like led to a huge amount of growth and information and, uh, it doesn't stifle conversations because you're so narrow viewed in your one little track. Yeah. You know, I, I think it was huge success, yeah. honestly, to help us grow. I do too. And I think, I think that really touches on what makes America great. And I think one of the things that makes America great is that people with different points of view can sit down and have a conversation and they shouldn't be offended. Nope. They should be able to state their points and their reasons and consider the other persons. Mm-hmm. They should have kitchen table conversations and and work out those differences, even if those differences are agreeing to disagree, but also letting people live and and allow them to live how they want. Now, mm-hmm. if those things are hurting other people and stuff like that, obviously there's an issue. Yeah. But most people, they're just working out the ideas in their mind that they have currently and might not have always. Yep. So I think I think Completely that's agree. very important. Uh, I had a thought, but then I forgot it. <clears throat> that's okay. Must be the beer talking. Probably. <laughs> well, this was a good topic. So I'm glad that you brought this up because I think it's very important for people to research this. So I encourage our listeners oh. to oh go ahead. I was gonna say, yes. if you haven't if if you haven't seen it already, uh this is more for the listeners, but mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it already, go look up the intro clip from um the newsroom with Jeff Daniels. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, that was a good show. The, there's a girl, they're like doing a panel at a university and a girl stands up and asks what makes America the greatest country in the world. Then his, the way he responds is phenomenal. Like it, and it dispels a lot of these myths about like the America centric, we're the best at everything all the time. Uh, talking points. Like we have a lot of room to improvement uh, to improve. We've been really great. We have a lot of really great things about us, but like that doesn't mean that we shouldn't stop trying. I agree. You know, we don't just sit on top. And if we just think we're sitting on top, that means all the other countries are passing us by. Do you want to play it? Uh, want to listen to it? If if you want. It's a few minutes long, but we can listen to it. All right. Sorry, Tim. Oh, it's, Tim doesn't like it? Uh, we'll go on to the next question. You, sir. My name's Stephen. Uh, I'm a junior, and my question's for Will McAvoy. Do you consider yourself a Democrat? Oh, uh, yeah, this is like or independent? early on. I consider myself a New York Jets fan, Stephen. <laughs> I think yeah, Since up it's next. been brought up, it is. you've almost question. religiously avoided stating or even implying a this political is allegiance. A little more bourbon. Is yeah. that because, as a news anchor, you feel the talk integrity this of your broadcast would be compromised? That sounds like a good answer. I'll take it. <laughs> also, generally, if you haven't watched this show, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, and it was short-lived. Yeah, unfortunately. What what what's Tim's problem with this? Uh, Let's call out our listener. I think Tim said that um, sometimes when we read things or there's clips, they're too long. Oh. He listens to listen to us be idiots. Oh, well, you're welcome. Yeah. There was a short piece on Vanity Fair's website uh, by Mark. You don't bother anyone. Yeah. Jealous of the size of Jay's audience. Are you willing to... Voted for candidates run by both major parties. Let's move on to the next question. Oh, Go ahead. Probably, Hi. Yeah. Yep. My name is Jenny. I'm a sophomore, and this is for all three of you. Jenny. Can you say in one sentence or less what... <laughs> um, you know what I mean. 
Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Diversity and Urban. opportunity. <laughs> uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that it's way. Like, this is stupid. Why are people clapping? That's well, a dumb answer. The New York Jets. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold you to an answer on this that. That's good. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Well, Lewis and Sharon said it. Diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. You don't look satisfied. I want a human moment from you. What about the people? Why is America not the greatest, greatest country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. You're saying yes. Let's talk about fine. The Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of her paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey, that's Republican sound, by the way. <laughs> tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom. Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force and number four in exports we lead the world in only three categories number of incarcerated citizens per capita number of adults who believe angels are real and defense spending where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined 25 of whom are allies now none of this is the fault of a 20 year old college student but you nonetheless are without a doubt a member of the worst period generation period ever periods so when you ask what makes us Millennials. the country in the world i don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about that's pretty Yosemite, good it goes on but it's good. That's a good. That's a good spot to end. That last line was the best. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, <laughs> Yosemite. <Yeah. laughs> it's good, but it's good. It's it is point. good. It like, sets the tone of the, that was like the first episode. So it sets yeah. the tone of the whole show because it's kind of the the ideas, the the battling of the the two things, and really we're just suckered into the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, since the lockdowns, and I, I don't want to get down into like whose fault it is and all that kind of stuff, but. Because of the lockdowns, education, all that stuff has gone even further down mm -hmm. in the world. Um, and uh, I heard a statistic. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily true. I think it was from Brian Callen, who's a comedian of all people. And uh, he said, if you just took the, um, I think it was uh, the violence in just, I think, three or four different states. I think it was like Michigan and I can't remember the other, but they're all just the three major cities, Chicago, um, that accounts for like 125% of the shootings in the United States, that if you took that out, the United States would be super low on shootings in America or whatever with guns. But it's just those certain cities that make up the tremendous amount of of uh, guns that makes America like one of the most violent countries. But it also depends on how you parse it out. Like there's a really good clip that somebody did because there's always this per capita argument mm -hmm. and red versus blue. And how do you compare? Mm -hmm. And 
um, somebody said, okay, I'll, I'll give you a comparison. Let's take two states that are roughly the same size and they, and on opposite sides of the political spectrum. And they took Rhode Island. that's very blue mm-hmm. and Montana. That's very red. Yeah. And compared the two, they both have similar populations, like a million and a half people. And in all of the stats that people say are awful, Montana was worse than Rhode Island, a state that, mm. that gets a lot of shit for being a terrible place, but it has more violent crime. It has like all of the bad. Montana statistics. does. Montana does. Mm. So like this, like, well, well, it's just about number of people and population density. Rhode Island's small. Montana's huge. Same population. Yeah. One has a lot more problems than another. And, and, and our pundits and lobbyists will use those statistics back and forth to try yeah, to sway yeah, whatever us they're, whatever they're any trying kind of to thing. Prove for sure. And the, and the bottom line is, is that if you go around this country and you sit down with people, what you'll find is that most people are like ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the people aren't all looking for a fight all the no. time. And actually they're, they're trying to look for more similarities and differences, mm-hmm. but I think social media has rotten our brain thinking, uh, always trying to create the others mm-hmm. in us. You know, you remember that show Lost? Well, they, they, it was the, the others. They found that creating a boogeyman for to get you behind or to fight against sure. gives them power. Yeah. Well, it's fear, right? So fear yeah. is a very good I mean, the, the church has been doing it forever. Sure. Like, be afraid of something. Yeah. So, and then give me your money because I'll help sure. you not have to be afraid of yeah, that thing. Footloose. Rock and roll. Rock right? and roll is going to rot your kids' so like, brains. It's like constant. It's nonstop. Be afraid. Be afraid. Be afraid. We're right. Be afraid. We're going to fix the problem. Be afraid. Yeah. But most people in this world, like, it's when, like, that's somebody, so funny. The Bible, I think, like, 365 times in the Bible, one for every day says, Fear not. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's funny. Like, yeah. What do you and mean? And the so church right? only uses fear to mm-hmm. make converts. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're well, right like, about that. It's like, even the, like, like hell is in the Bible, but like the version of hell that we have mm-hmm. isn't, is like, it's very Western. It's like made up. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like not, I mean, it's a way of making you afraid. Of what can happen to you. Sure. Actually, it's much worse if you think about it rather than hellfire and brimstone. It's separation from God, which honestly would be much, much worse, in my opinion. Maybe God's a jerk. I mean, the <clears throat> Old Testament's pretty I fucked think, up. I don't think God's a jerk. Yeah. I think God knew what he was doing. What? Well, I mean, like, he destroyed a lot of people in the Old Testament. He also gave him lots of opportunities. Yeah, and then he flooded the world and made a family have incest to repopulate. Adam and Eve were incestual. I know, it's pretty gross. Yeah. Well, it's only gross by our standards. <laughs> it's cultural. This is where her- hermeneutics comes in. People are like, oh, pedophiles. Yes, pedophiles are gross because they are perverts. But at a time in a, in a society, in a culture, a 13-year-old was considered an adult, which is why Jewish people still have rituals of adulthood during bar mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. Mm-hmm. It was very cultural. It wasn't sexual. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of those things like like Mormons get a lot of and shit people didn't for, live a lot longer, right? So you like you died by forty. Yeah. So oh, thirteen yeah. was like that's, near middle age. Yeah, that's <laughs> like twenty five now. Yeah. So um, like like um, uh, polygamy is a big big one that they they always talk. Mm-hmm. Mormons were big into polygamy, yeah. and that's not like a lot of people kind of bastardized it to be like multiple wives, and it was like we as a culture well, they sexualize make, it. We make they? it about sex, mm-hmm. but the reality was in that time if if a man died and a woman had the farm, she wasn't allowed to own land. So she would marry a, another man. Mm-hmm. Couple would marry quote unquote, marry her so that she could keep her farm. Yeah. 
So it was like a very transactional, protecting your neighbors mm-hmm. kind of situation. Yep. It wasn't like, let's, I want three or four wives so I can have sex with them all the time. Yep. And typically the, the wife of the man who would marry this other woman was on board with it yep. because it was about protecting her family and her kids. And anyone who's ever been married or is married knows that having one spouse, Fuck. whether a husband or a wife is enough trouble on its own. Yes. Why would you want three more if it was not something that you felt was uh, necessary, mm-hmm. you know, or protective in mm-hmm. some way, or even fruitful well, in other ways, truly, right? If you truly love somebody, like, it's really hard to have more love to give to somebody else. Yeah. But just sure. in that same way. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, in in our culture and the way we grew up, John, we know we, we have a hard time understanding that because it's very foreign to us. But mm-hmm. they understand. And this is, again, it's a hermeneutic thing. How did they understand it in their terms? What's a principle that we can take now? Does it make sense to have polygamy in this day and age? No, no. You know, does it make sense to, you know, since you live till you're 80 or 90 to marry a 13 year old to help that family and stuff? No, no. You know, it, it, and it's icky. It, it seems icky even saying it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people, they immediately go to the sexual aspect of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand cultures in their time and then take principles and understand it in our time. It doesn't yeah. work in our time. Yep. So I think that's that's the bottom line. Thank you for coming up with this topic. This yeah, was, was really good, good to well, go we've, through. We've devolved into something completely unrelated to the Constitution. Not necessarily. I mean, we, we're just talking about how ideas change throughout time yes. and how we should consider those things mm-hmm. and that we should be careful of being part of the, the fear-mongering mm-hmm. and, and try to have some common sense. I think and, more and people need gonna, common sense. And if we're going to stand our ground on something, we should know yeah. why. Yeah. Like – don't just regurgitate somebody else's facts. Yep. Understand, understand it for it. yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you don't have to respond to everybody on Twitter. No. But, <laughs> but I but I always respond to those random text messages that I get. Do you? Oh, every time. Can you give me an example. What, what do they talk about? Uh, well, usually I say something nonsensical like, uh, I left my left-handed pipe wrench at home and my rope grease is completely <laughs> out, so I don't know where I left the body. And then, like, sometimes they respond with, like, here's my picture. Do you remember me? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's clearly a pot. And then yeah, other honey times, traps. There are other ones that they respond with, like, LOL, and then they try to start the conversation. And then it's like, nope, fuck off, block. That's so funny. <laughs> but I always respond. That's hilarious. It's fun. That is fun when you get to troll people. Yeah. And with that. <laughs> oh, nailed it. Hey. <laughs> delay uh thank you all for listening to beer bourbon and balderdash we hope that you enjoyed our conversation about the constitution or things that we think are in the constitution but actually aren't really uh again we drank a 21st amendment brewery hell on high watermelon which was it was okay it was all right and uh lead slingers thin blue line bourbon whiskey uh which got better over time Mm-hmm. Like, I know I didn't say this as we're discussing the other things, but I definitely liked the taste later on. Mm-hmm. Like, more came out. Yep. I think it had to sit. Yep. But initially, it was, it was pretty bad. Uh, this is a value for value podcast. So that means your time, treasure, and talent is something that we really appreciate. This is something that Adam Curry um, has uh, always been preaching from uh, No Agenda that, uh, you know, Anything that you can give us, whether it's suggestions like Sir Oma or JT or even Tim has, uh, whether it's beer or interviews or just ideas, we'll take them. 
because uh, we want to hear from our listeners. So thank you for listening. And we hope that you got some kind of value out of this, even if it was entertainment for an hour and 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, John and I really appreciate you. We really do. We do. Uh, but your Satoshis would be very helpful and your comments would be even more helpful. Yes. Uh, and we will talk back. We're so popular that we even have time to chat back. Mm-hmm. So you can find us at Beer Bourbon Balderdash on Twitter, Beer Bourbon Balderdash on Instagram. You can email us at uh, Balderdash Boys at protonmail.com. You can even go to beerbourbonbalderdash.com and leave a comment under each episode. You can go on Apple and you can leave a comment on Apple and give us five stars, which we'd really appreciate. You can go over to Fountain FM and for a couple Satoshis, you can leave a comment there. There's so many avenues that you can call us or talk to us and we will respond. Yes. Should I go leave a comment under my own username just to get the ball rolling? You should. We do get comments right now. This episode's really great. <laughs> four stars. Four stars. On Apple, you mean? Yeah, not five stars. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to I mean, you can do four head. and a half, right? Four and a half. Can you do that? Yeah, four and a half. Well, we need some. I'll do a four and some. And Tim, you can do a five. And then it's four Tim's already half. done a five. Oh, Tim. God. You give us a big head. So give us five star on <laughs> Apple. I'm not going to say anything. Give us five stars on Apple. Leave Julie, us Satoshi's on one. Fountain. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening. Give us high fives. High fives. High five, John. Oh, that was weak. That was weak. Well, that's over a lot of stuff. Fat kids with short arms. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. I'm going to do it. You will. All right, fuck. (laughs) For you, Trina.